Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. Today's guest is my good friend and fellow nutritionist, Jacinta Barbagallo. Jacinta is a sales rep for a functional medicine company managing Victoria and South Australia. She also sees one-on-one clients and has a passion for women's health. I met Jacinta in my first year of uni and we've stayed great friends ever since. So thank you, Jacinta, for being my very first podcast guest. It's so great to have you here. Thanks, Shana. I'm so happy to be here today and really excited for everything that you've got in line with this podcast. And I think it's really great to see what you can be able to do to try and help the nutrition grads, I guess, that are exiting uni and a bit scared. So I'm really excited to be the first guest. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So to start, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your story and how you got started and where you are today? Yes. So I guess when I was in uni, well, when I first started uni, I actually started studying psychology because when I was in high school, I really loved being able to analyse the mind and being able to try and understand the connections between the way they were behaving and I guess the the thoughts that they were feeling and things like that as well. Yeah. so I started studying psychology because I was, yep, cool, I want to be a psychologist. And then I got halfway through the first year and we were doing stats and I was like, okay, no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> I yeah. can't do statistics. And I think it was just because it was, I could kind of see that that wasn't what I wanted to use as my tool to be able to help people. I knew that I loved being able to to be able to offer advice and kind of figure out potentially what was going on with people But I knew at the end of the day that I didn't want to sit and be in consults with people one-on-one just talking about kind of what was going on with their, um, I guess, their emotions. I thought I wanted to kind of be able to help that patient in another way. Um, So from there, I then thought, okay, it was actually like mid-studying for an exam and I was just (laughs) like, I'm so miserable. What am I going to do? And then I just kind of thought, okay, I'll look up what naturopathy is. I'd never seen a naturopath before had no idea what it was, but I knew naturopaths existed. I just didn't know what they did. Yeah. Um, so then I looked up uh, the Bachelor of Health Science in Naturopathy at Endeavour mm-hmm. and then I enrolled. And then yeah. from there I'd started studying naturopathy, but the first semester I guess is the same core subjects as the nutrition degree. Yeah. And then I'd swapped over from naturopathy to nutri- nut- uh, nutrition because <laughs> I was like, right, it's like – Nutrition is the basis of everything and then if I can learn nutrition and understand the building blocks, then later on I can prescribe the herbs and things like that if I need to. Um, So I kind of just then moved from naturopathy to nutrition Mm -hmm. and then never went back into naturopathy. We're the same there, aren't we? It's quite funny how we both started out like that and then swapped over to nutrition and didn't really look back. Yeah, that's it. And I think because like we just learnt so much that you can do with nutrition yeah, and that how important it is and how much you can do with just diet and nutritional supplements alone. Absolutely. Um, and that it's just the core of everything. So powerful. So, yeah, that's right. So that's kind of how I ended up getting into the degree. But my mm-hmm. interest probably stemmed from when I was young, like a child. Like I, I ate terribly, so it wasn't that, but it was more just the – my compassion that I had for wanting to be able to help people. Yep. I remember when I was younger, my I'd always play like doctors with my dad and 
I'd have this big book and it, it was actually called like Diseases and Natural Cures or something like that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I'd always look up diseases and look at how I would treat it naturally. I love that. Yeah, and then from there I I think I always just kind of had that kind of drive for wanting to know natural remedies and things like that. Yeah. Um, when I'd studied health back in high school, that was my favourite subject and I should have like picked it up from then but I just, I just knew – that that was kind of an area that I wanted to go towards. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of how I kind of got interested in it. When I was younger, I, as I said, like with most most people, unless you're growing up in a family that's very health conscious, you yeah. tend to eat pretty poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started to gain a bit more of an interest in nutrition once it was kind of towards the end of high school. Yeah. And then I think from there my kind of the way that I live my life started to reflect that as well and kind of then got me into the industry a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool journey. It's cool that it started when you were young and that slowly you evolved into being where you are today. Yeah, that's right. And I think sometimes you don't really make those connections until you're older too. Like, oh, like I was literally reading a natural cures book when I was young. Yeah. (laughs) Fix my dad's imaginary problems. (laughs) You were destined for this industry. (laughs) I love that. So now you're currently a sales rep. Um, What does a normal day in your life look like? What does that involve? Yep. So um, the the company that I work for is basically a – it's a functional medicine company and I guess functional medicine is this new kind of buzzword that's kind of come out. But essentially it kind of just comes back down to being able to look at the underlying causes of patients' kind of conditions and considering not just general pathology but also the functional pathology that's available to try and pick apart what's kind of going on for them. So essentially with this company, with my job role, we have functional pathology available and we also have our supplements available and compounding ingredients also available. Um, And basically my role is to be able to manage the accounts that do use our products and our testing yeah so it's obviously a sales role but the way that we go about generating the sales is very education based so I know some other companies aren't so much focused on the education Mm -hmm. whereas we really believe that you know for a practitioner to actually use the testing you've got to know how to and you've got to know how to interpret it and you've got to know what kind of clinical um uh, pills you can get from actually looking at the test it's not just a better a matter of making the sale yeah because we won't want to offer those tests to people who aren't trained to yeah. be able to interpret them. So education yeah. is really at the core of our um, of our company. With what that means for me and my day on the road, um, so typically I have a couple of days a week that I'm doing admin, so that could even just be um, responding to my accounts, emails or inquiries. It could be interpreting pathology results and being able to come up with potential treatment plans for them or suggestions of what could be suitable for them. So cool. Which I love. Yeah. Like I love picking apart <laughs> cases and I think that's why I just love the role and love the company that I'm in. Yeah. Um, so that's some things that could be involved. But then also kind of from a sales point of view, being able to look at how you can kind of help generate the growth in another in another business. Yeah. And so it's great because it's not just looking at understanding the body further because you're looking at testing and stuff like that, but also generating skills that are evolved around um, – creating uh, sales strategies or business strategies because essentially the company exists because they're there to help people but they also need to make a profit just like people who are getting into nutrition or getting into naturopathy you're doing it because you want to help people but you're also doing it because at the end of the day you need money yeah (laughs) so that's another really good thing that I like about the role is that you can try you have 
you learn the skills that you need to try and be able to create strategies to be able to help businesses to grow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then the days that I'm not doing admin, I'm typically on the road meeting one-on-one with practitioners, mm-hmm. um, either introducing you to new things to them that could be potentially beneficial to them yeah. or even just working with what they're currently using and bringing their knowledge um, up to scratch of to how they can kind of use it in their clinic. Yeah. Um, so typically we work with integrated GPs, um, naturopaths, nutritionists, some osteos who have functional medicine training. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's great because I get to meet so many different people. And yeah. then we've also got our retail side as well, but our retail, our retail side is very separate to the um, practitioner only because we like to stay very separate. And I think yeah. as a lot of naturopaths and nutritionists will know, we really appreciate those companies that kind of do say stay exclusive to practitioners purely yeah. because they're supporting the industry. So we have two separate parts of the company. Um, and, yeah, my day-to-day is pretty cool getting it, being able to meet so many different people and yeah. have so many great different conversations. Um, but, yeah, that's typically my day. Yeah, it sounds like you'd be learning so much through this role. It sounds like a really good role to be in. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Like, definitely I haven't done any further study since I finished my degree, like any yeah. actual former formal um, further study. Yeah. But the training that was involved I think before I could even start to meet practitioners was about four or five months of oh, just wow. solid training before I could even be able to meet with practitioners which yeah. is really good because you need to be able to feel confident to be able to have those kind of conversations and have yeah. um, somewhat of a knowledge in what you're talking about I Absolutely. guess with them um, yeah. so yeah I do get to learn so much which is great yeah um, lots of different webinars and things from different uh, key opinion leaders and cool. like massive brain crushes on some people yeah Um, so yeah it's good I love I love the learning aspect of it which is great and I think in this industry there's so much to know and there's so much to learn and that it's always growing and evolving so I'm really glad that I'm with a company that obviously um needs to grow and evolve with the trends of what's kind of happening but take and leave what you want from what's new yeah, yeah, that's great. And it make, means that you're staying up to date with all the current information that's coming out because there's always so much research being done and so much more coming out that you'd have to be on top of. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And that it, what, the one thing that I've really seen from this role, which has really been great for me, is being able to then see the behind the scenes of how business works, but the evolving knowledge in the industry and how that can then relate to if to clinical practice yeah. um, and being able to take that knowledge. Like I would honestly, anyone who wants to get into clinic should probably try and work in a sales role because yeah. you learn so much. It's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And even just that practitioner education aspect, like if you can learn how to educate other practitioners, then you'll be great at educating the patients too. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. exactly right. And I think if you can be able to explain a really difficult concept to a practitioner yeah you've got the potential to be able to explain that difficult concept to a patient if they need to try and understand what's going on for them as well yeah so I think there's definitely many pros and kind of cons of the role yeah um and that is definitely one of them being able to learn the skills that you need to to be able to have those kind of difficult conversations with practitioners sometimes yeah um and having that evolving knowledge as well yeah absolutely yeah So there's some really amazing pros for the sales rep industry, but is there anything that you'd say would be considered a con? Um, I think the most difficult thing for me that I've found was being on my own. Yeah. Um, Because you do obviously spend a lot of the time on the road, on your own, driving in between meetings, and you don't have that 
that team that you're like, oh, yes, I know I'm going to go to work and I'm going to see Shana. I'm going to have great banter. It's going to be yeah. great. Um, yeah. You don't kind of have that because obviously when I'm going to my meetings, yeah, it's great because I've built really great relationships with some of the key accounts and I really look forward to seeing them and we have really good conversations. Yeah. Um, but it's either about the company, which mm-hmm. is obviously what I'm there to do, yeah. or about what's being discussed in the nutrition world, not about mm-hmm. what we did on the weekend yeah, and that kind <laughs> of stuff like that. Yeah, you're missing um, more that social aspect of it. Yeah, so that yeah. was one big thing that I found when I first trans- transitioned into the role because yeah. previously before I was doing this, I was managing a health food store. So mm-hmm. I was always with a group of people and I yeah. loved that because I'm the type of person that thrives off being with people. Yeah. So... I loved being able to go to work. I was like, yes, I know who I'm working with. They're going to have a great day. Um, so that was really hard for me to transition into. But yeah. when I actually applied for the role, I've got a, I've got an amazing team mm-hmm. that I work with. I just don't physically see them. Yeah. Like we'll, we have um, our WhatsApp group. Then we kind of yeah. just chat every day. Kind of We have little challenges throughout the month of different things. So like this month was focused on um, uh, sharing – tips and knowledge on being able to grow plants and stuff like that oh, and cool. I was like guys I'm out I am like do not ask me and <laughs> don't want your tips unless don't. you want to kill them <laughs> exactly I'm like do not ask me how to grow a plant because I can't help you yeah <laughs> so but we still have that kind of thing there like a couple months yeah. back it was like um cold showers so we all had oh, to kind cool. of like have that as our little challenge yeah. so that's kind of cool that kind of keeps us connected it's not yeah. the physical contact but we still have like that contact by by the WhatsApp group. But when I had applied for the role, my managers actually had said to me, do you have a good support network at home? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, this might not be the best job for you because you are going to be on your own. Yeah. Um, And I didn't kind of realise what they potentially meant by that until I got on the road. I was like, oh, shit, like this is what this is what they meant. (laughs) Um, And I am very lucky because I have really good housemates and they're like my really good friends. So when I come home, I really look forward to being able to spend time with them. Yeah. Um, So it's nice that I have that as well. So I think if someone was interested in kind of getting into this, I think they've got to consider if they have a really good support network at home that they can, that they can work with. Yeah. um, And that they're excited to see when they get home. Yeah. Um, But also that they're also okay with having some me time. Mm-hmm. on the road because you do get that initially yeah. now things are starting to kind of pick up for a little for me a little bit more with work I'm getting a lot busier so my mind is less focused on the amount of time I'm on my own because I'm yeah. so preoccupied with doing things mm-hmm. um, which is great yeah. um, but another con potentially not with my job and my role specifically yeah but because like I'd said my my work is very education based and things like that so I love that but I do know other other companies that yeah. don't have that the same values. Mm. Um, so I do have friends that have had ex- have had experiences working as a sales rep in other companies, and they haven't had the same experience that I've had. Yeah. You know, they've they get messages at all hours of the morning asking them why their sales aren't on track. They will end up coming home crying every night. I, I, no, that's not a, no. not a way that you want to live. And <laughs> I think job. if you're in a company like that, you need to kind of step out. Yeah. Um, so I think if someone was interested in getting into um, the sales role, yeah. then they need to also consider that when they are um, looking for that kind of job. Yeah. But 
also you won't know that until you get the job. You yeah. won't know that the way that you're going to be treated or the way that things are run because I didn't know anything about the way that things would be until I'd started the role and, yeah, yeah it's been great. Yeah, and um, I guess you're very fortunate to have ended up in a really good company and be treated in such a good way too. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah I'm very glad. Like I'm like I'm so grateful that I yeah. have this experience with them yeah. because if I had had similar experiences with other things then – that's where I would probably leave the role, have no work and be like, okay, what am I doing? Where am I going? I don't know what to do. And then you yeah. feel like you're just back at square one again. Yeah. So I'm really glad that I'm working with this company. Yeah. And I think the benefits as well, I guess, if you're working as a sales as a sales rep, you've obviously got people above you have, who have probably done your role before. So they know how you feel and they kind of support your growth as well, Yeah. which is good. So I think ideally working for a, a company that kind of sees your individual potential and helps you kind of grow and steers you into that direction of where you can go yeah. is really great as well. Um, but that bringing it back to the cons, I think if you're yeah if you're working for a company that doesn't see that, yeah. then there you might not really enjoy it and get the most out of it that you could potentially get out of it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you've given some really good advice for any nutritionists who might want to go down this career path. Um, I think that's a really good insight into yeah. the industry. Yeah. Um, are there any particular skills that you think someone who is interested in this job role should have before going? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so I'll actually give you an example. So I think there are lots of personal skills that mm -hmm. you could probably need um, or that would help you thrive in terms of actual – which I'll get into in a sec, but in terms of actual qualifications, to be honest, I applied for this role at this exact same time that I applied for another – the exact same role but for a different company. Yeah. In this company, there were a lot of people that, that I work for, a lot of people who applied and I managed to get the job. Mm -hmm. And in this other company that I applied for, I didn't even get a phone call. Yeah. So I've had the exact same – Exact same experience, exact yeah. same resume for both companies mm -hmm. and one I succeeded, the other I didn't. And that comes back down to obviously what they're looking for Yeah. Um, and that's I guess their kind of deciding factor of who they kind of want to go for. So when it comes to qualifications, I think it obviously depends on what the company is looking for but also having experience um, – in I think a retail store really helped me. Yeah. Because I was I worked in health food retail whilst I was studying, so I was there for about four years mm -hmm. um, before I got into this role. And you learn so much about having conversations with people. Yeah. And that is the big thing with this job. All I'm doing the whole day is talking to people and having conversations with them and yeah. educating them. Mm -hmm. And basically, when I was in health food retail, that's what I was doing. I was there having mini consults with people all day, every day, yeah. educating them on why they would use something or why they wouldn't use something or what they need to change yeah. and I think that gave me the skill to be able to have those kind of conversations and ask the questions that you need to to get the answers that you want from them yeah and that translates directly into me having my meetings with practitioners that I'm I'm quite direct with knowing what I need to get from them and how mm -hmm. to get the answers that I need to and then being able to turn that information into something that I kind of want to get something out of yeah um, so I think that's probably one of the the biggest skills that you'd probably need to have is um, tutor my own home, people skills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you definitely have those. <laughs> I think you need to be able to um, be okay with potentially being wrong. Yeah. I think that's really important because in this industry and in this – 
yeah, in this role just on its own, I've met quite a few practitioners who you can have a chat with them and they might potentially have that um, that kind of demeanour about them that they know more than what than what you do, which is fine mm-hmm. because everyone knows different things. And Absolutely. I think the most important thing with this role is to realise that there's no level of someone being superior or inferior to you. Yeah. Everyone is on the same level. Someone has more knowledge in something, but you're going to know more about something else. Someone yeah. might have a lot of knowledge in something, but they probably don't have people skills and can't talk to a patient. So yeah. how does that skills then translate? But then you might mm-hmm. have those people skills. Yeah. So I think Definitely. the most important thing... Um, and skill to have with this job is to not um, not compare yourself yeah. to the people that you might potentially meet. Yeah. Um, and that you can learn from them mm-hmm. and to also bring it back down to, well, if I don't know something, I need to just admit it and say, yeah. I don't know this. I'm going to learn this. Yeah. And be okay with that because there's so much that you can know. Yeah. Um, in saying that as well, another um, skill that kind of goes hand in hand with that is not being intimidated. Mm-hmm. So obviously when we're in this industry, we know there's so much new stuff coming out. And like yeah. you feel like once <laughs> something new is coming out, you're like, oh, my God, everything I knew was wrong. What am I doing? Like how could I give advice based on this? But don't get intimidated by what people are saying to you because yeah. I can tell you now I meet with practitioners and they'll be so hung up on one thing. Mm. I'll meet them two months later. They're like, yeah, nah, I ditched that idea. <laughs> like, I'm focused on this now. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. So what's the new trend? Yeah. Um, so I think don't get intimidated by people because people try to show off when they actually are a little bit insecure. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you get people that you're meeting and they intimidate you, then it could potentially be, you know, other stuff going on, which we all know. Yeah. Reflections um, of their own insecurities or their own beliefs. That's yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, I think they're probably the key skills. I think another important skill to also have is obviously being really organised. Yeah. Um, I tend to action things as soon as they come up, so then that way it's done. Um, and that's because you can end up having a massive list of things that you need to do. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're just like, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that another day. Like you just accumulate. So I think. Actioning things as soon as something happens makes yeah. makes your life a lot easier when you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably like the key skills I think yeah. that you probably need. I think, um, yeah, the way that you feel with your interactions with people is probably the most important thing yeah. that you kind of need to keep in check. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all really good advice and great skills to have, not just in your career but also in life. Yeah, so I th- really yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that translates to everything not being intimidated not feeling like other people are more superior than you yeah um and that just helps you grow because if you're kind of always sitting in this space that you think you're inferior or that you don't know enough then you're never going to be confident with anything that you know yeah i heard this great quote where someone was saying we often underestimate our own abilities but overestimate those of others and i think that's so true like we really don't give ourselves enough credit a lot of the time oh i agree a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent and I guess that's just like when I meet with certain practitioners, I'm like, wow, like you're amazing, your brain. And yeah. then I feel like, well, we kind of solved this together too. Yeah. Like we, it's a team, like some things are like, a, they're a team effort, you know. Yeah, and it all comes back to that collaboration and helping each other. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Cool. So if you had one piece of advice to yourself after graduating, what would that be? 
Um, so I guess kind of just like similar to what we were just kind of saying. Yeah. Um, but I think a really important thing is to not listen to practitioners and people in the industry who are telling you, you know, you don't get into naturopathy or nutrition to make money. It doesn't happen yeah. because really like they're – no one wants to be in that mindset. We just spent like how many thousands of dollars on a degree yeah. to then be told that we're not going to make any money from it. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you've got a really strong passion for something, you're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think people who are afraid to – I think people who are potentially kind of making those comments to say, you know, you're not going to make money in this field, yeah. uh, they set themselves boundaries – yeah. They, they're afraid to do something to kind of go the full the full extreme and actually make something happen. But yeah. if you really have a passion for something, then you'll be able to kind of do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is really great advice is to also not force things that you don't want mm-hmm. and to think that you kind of need to fit a mould. Yeah. So, like, I know we've had chats about this before, but, like, say, for example, for myself, I've wanted to make blogs and... Um, Instagram like have an Instagram following or do something online so then I've got the flexibility of being like right I want to leave the country cool I can just take this with me yeah um but I think we often think that we need to fit this Instagram mold yeah and we don't have to so I've been so resistant to doing things because purely because I'm like oh well I'm a nutritionist I should be all about food but honestly I eat the same thing nearly every day (laughs) so yeah, I have my smoothie every morning. I got my chicken and bed. Like I, <laughs> I eat the same thing. So I'm yeah. not. If I were to then create a blog or an Instagram feed that tries to resemble that I'm this food blogger, it's not me. Yeah. Mm, and you need to be authentic. That's one of the most important things in building a career that you love. I think you need to be yourself. Oh, that's exactly right. <laughs> because then it's just a force. It just feels like you're doing yeah. a job. Like, whereas this should. Your Instagram, your business should fit the mold of your life. You yeah. shouldn't have to feel fit the mold of your business. Yeah. And that's because you're being authentic, you're being you. That's just like you saying, you know, in your business you're promoting to be healthy and balanced, but then on your um on your actual day to day life, yeah. you're the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so true. So I think I think that's um probably a really important thing to think as well yeah and I think people often see through that as well like you can see the people who are like preaching something and they don't actually believe it or they don't actually do it themselves yes there is that sort of forcedness behind it whereas if you are someone who is walking that talk already it becomes effortless for you exactly right and I think that's just with anything really success comes from when you're really analytical about the way that like you're doing things reflect on things and kind of change but also being honest yeah. With yourself. Yeah. Um, and to be like, right, is this actually resembling the way that I live my life? Yeah. 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 Being honest with yourself and with other people is really important too. And even showing up and being vulnerable and telling people where you're at. Yes. That's, ex- yeah, yeah, 100%. Especially yeah. when it comes to nutrition, naturopathy. There's nothing worse yeah. than when you're talking to people. They're like, oh, I'm so busy. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not a badge of honour to flag how busy you are. And then, yeah. like, you're probably potentially not even that busy, but you kind of, present yourself as that busy to try and like everyone has their struggles and I think it's really important Mm -hmm. to be able to admit that yeah and to clear up some of that business and make the space for other things to come in and to even focus on your own health and well-being yeah yeah Yeah. that's exactly right yeah cool so 
someone who's contemplating studying nutrition or um, wanting, wants to go into this industry or this field, um, what would you say to them? Like what advice would you have if they're about to sign up at Endeavour? Um, I probably similar advice that I kind of just gave. Yeah. Um, I guess about the pros and cons of the of this role and also just the fact that when you are studying, you can get really caught up in thinking that other students have a lot of knowledge. Like I remember yeah. sitting in some of our classes and, you know, there's those people that would always just interrupt the teacher thinking <laughs> that they know everything. It's like, shut up, you don't. Yeah, you're here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So I, yeah. Think, um, I think it's really – the advice I'd probably give them is to just – just be a student. Don't think that yeah. you need to know everything whilst you're whilst you're studying. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be s- you're constantly learning. Like you can't. I think when we actually no, you graduated before I did. But with my graduation, one of the girls that did um, the little talk at the graduation. Yeah. One quote that she'd said. She goes, "You can't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 20. Yeah. And I think that's really important because when you're a student. You compare yourself to maybe the other students in the class who have been through a lot of their own health conditions. They know a lot of stuff. So I think that's probably really kind of important. Yeah. Um, I think it's, as a student as well, really important to just not think that you need to follow a trend. Just be you. Just yeah. don't – you don't need to follow a trend. Like yeah. there's so many trends that go around the unis and stuff like <laughs> that. And it's like, no, we don't need to be paleo. Yeah. Or we don't need to be keto. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone's individual. Live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. probably my advice for them. Nice one. Um, so coming back to you, what is your vision or some of your goals for the future? Yeah. Cool. So um, I love women's health, as we kind mm-hmm. of said at the start. So um, personally, myself, have had a little bit of kind of like repro problems. So I kind of love that kind of area, area of interest that's something that's um, really important. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, for my career, I think that's what I want to focus on. I mm-hmm. think when it comes to clinic, working one-on-one with women yep. is probably where I want to go towards. So building an online kind of client base I think would be really cool. I'd like to do face-to-face, but for now, because I'm working five days, I'm just being realistic with yeah. myself and that I don't want to burn out. Yeah, you need something more flexible. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and also I don't want to work in the confines of someone else's practice yeah. and potentially practice by their model. I'd want to practice the way that I kind of want to practice. Yeah. Um, so I think if I'm going online and I ha- build that confidence first mm-hmm. and then do that in a clinic, then I think that will be kind of the way that I want to go. Yeah. I think that's really exciting because like you're so good at what you do and if I ever have any like hormonal issues or something about hormones and women's health that I – need to ask about I always come straight to you because I know you're just such a wealth of knowledge in that area so yeah I can see you doing big things in that space and I know all the people who get to work with you one-on-one will be very lucky yeah thank you I think it's I think it's awesome I think there's so much there's so much to know so I guess in terms of career I'd probably want to ideally this is my ideal day Um, I'd love to be able to work one-on-one with clients Um, I think I'd love to study my master's of acupuncture because Mm. I know that acupuncture gets really great results with women with fertility um with women with fertility and with other reproductive health problems yeah so I think I'd want to do my master's and then potentially do um lecturing Mm-hmm. So I love education, as we've already kind of mentioned. Yeah. So any kind of role that I'm being able to, to teach people. So yeah. I want to teach people either in a lecturing setting, um, one-on-one, and then even if I were to continue to just do something like wrapping on the side whilst I am doing my own kind of things, I think that's yeah. ideally what I'd like to do. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Some big things coming. Yes. 
Can you share with the listeners one mindset shift that you believe is necessary for a successful career? Um, I think one important thing is to just create and to not think that you need everything now. Yeah. And you need all the tools that you need now. Yeah. Um, because you will learn them along the way. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that's one thing that always keeps me in check is that I'm like, I don't need everything now. Like I'm 25. I've got so many years ahead of me. Yeah. And if I've, I've only been in this industry, how long since we started our degree? Seven years ago? Yeah, I've been out for three years and it was a three-year degree, so about six, yeah. Okay, six, yeah. Yep. Um, so we've kind of been in that kind of industry for a while and we've learnt quite a lot mm, already. So much. And it, doesn't all, it didn't all happen at once. No. It happened <laughs> all when it needed to happen. Yep. So I think that mindset shift, mindset, mindset, I can't even talk, mindset <laughs> shift that you need everything now mm-hmm. is um, not the mentality to have. Yeah. Um, I think if you just kind of start and get things done, then that's probably a, a way to kind of keep you on track yeah. to where you need to go. Um, and to also realise that you're always uh, – to have that end goal in mind of actually where you want to be and what is going to kind of take you to get there. So, for example, I know in the end I want to probably be a lecturer. I was like, right, yeah. I want to be a lecturer. I want to specialise in women's stuff. Um, what can kind of get me there? Okay, my master's. I need a master's so I can actually – Electra, all right, yeah. so I'll do that. And the muscle of ac- acupuncture ties in with being able to do my repro stuff. Okay, oh, cool, I'll do that. Yeah, um, but you know, ask me next week, I'll probably change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we all do that, don't yeah. We? <laughs> yeah, but it's so true, it's really important to sort of have an idea of where you want to go and some action steps to get you there, but also allowing for flexibility and for other opportunities to come up and to see where life takes us. Yeah. And yeah, not wanting it all now because who knows what we'll want in a few years' time. Like yep. it might completely change. Like That's it. it might even change tomorrow. <laughs> exactly right. Like the amount of times <laughs> I've changed my mind is insane. Yeah, and that's um, all normal. Yeah, and I think yeah. another thing that's really important in terms of your mindset is to always be really analytical. Mm-hmm. I think the last couple of years I've been quite analytical of my life um, yep. and my choices that I've made. So I'm always like, right, is this working for me? Is this not working for me? And to just be honest with yourself. Like yeah. you can't try to play a, uh, to live a life that's not really going to be sustainable for you. So I yeah. think that's a really important mindset shift to have is to just be really critical and analyse yeah. your life like that. Mm-hmm. Um, another important thing which I've kind of recently kind of just picked up on is that we don't need to wear all these hats. Yeah. You know, like you see so many naturopaths and nutritionists and people in the industry that don't do so well because they feel like they need to be the business guy, the marketing guy, the um, the actual practitioner and yeah. everything like that and they get burnt out and yeah. it's because you can't put 100% into your clinical practice if you're trying to think about your next strategy. Yeah, you spread um, too thin. That's right and yeah. a business person is going to be much better at doing business than you are doing business unless yeah. you've got business um skills or you know you've studied business or something like that or you're actively learning Mm -hmm. so I think that's another really important thing is that you don't need to wear so many hats yeah you're the practitioner you don't have to be the marketing guy yeah yeah we can do anything but we can't do everything yes that's (laughs) right and I think that's what's put me off for so long of Mm. like trying to do things because I'm like oh I've got to make this website oh I can't be bothered making a website it's too long yeah it can be very overwhelming yeah yeah Yeah. whereas you're great at that (laughs) Yeah, I've got that business background. Yeah, and I'm super yeah. passionate about that yeah, too. That's yeah, that's right. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh god, like I, 
like, my brain just can't do it. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we're right. All different. And, and I think that's yeah. it. Like, I've only learned that recently because I was being honest with myself. I'm like, right, yeah. is this actually helping? No, I'm useless at this. Yeah. Give it to someone else. Yeah. yeah. Great advice. And what does success actually mean to you? Um, Definitely not just like money value. I know, obviously, that's probably a thing that most people think of. But I think success, obviously, when your values and what your goal is actually aligns with the things that you're doing in your daily practice, that's yeah. probably what success is. When you're, everything that you actually want to achieve is what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, then I guess that's pretty much success. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you could recommend one book for every listener to read, what would it be and why? Had to have a book question. Yeah, you did, obsessed. didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm actually not much of a reader, to be honest, which you're going to hate yeah. me. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, I have probably read less than five books in my life. Um, so you're not part of my book club No, then? I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just, I get too distracted. Yeah. Um, but of course, which I've read the subtle art of not giving a fuck, which I think most people yeah. probably have. Um, and although it's one of those books that you read and you're like, yeah, we all know this, we know this, we just don't do it. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that's always stuck with me and it actually, I share this all the time with the practitioners when I meet them. Yeah. I remember him saying, you're always, when we always kind of think it's not obviously the exact words, but he was just like, we're always less wrong than we were before. Yeah. And I think that's something that's kind of stuck with me because, when I meet with practitioners, they're like, oh, but, you know, this is what, you know, it's supposed to be this genetic snip that was affecting this and then affecting this and then new research will come out and be like, oh, no, MTHFR isn't really that big of a problem. We should probably be focusing on this, this and this. And it's like, okay, you were just less wrong than you were before, but yeah. what this new guy's saying is probably going to be wrong in like another five years' time. So, true. so I think <laughs> that's really important to kind of remember and I guess that kind of comes back yeah. to context as well. Yeah. Um, but... That's probably one thing out of any book I've read that's probably yeah. stuck with me. And I think it kind of seems a bit silly, but it's also just so true that mm. just when you're in an industry that always is evolving yeah, um, and people get really stuck on things that you can just say, well, you're probably just less wrong yeah. than you were two years ago, but you're probably <laughs> going to be wrong again in two years. Yeah. <laughs> and learning to be okay with being wrong and be okay with failure because that's right. it's a part of life. And if you're not failing, you're not trying hard yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's right. And it's yeah. not just in our industry. That's just in like conventional medicine as well. Like yeah. they're less wrong than they were a couple of years ago. They're evolving yeah. just like we're evolving. To. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so in nutrition, we're in the business of helping other people, but how important is it for you to take care of your own health? Um, it's definitely a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about health, I don't think about, you know, the chick on Instagram that has the abs and has <laughs> got the, um, you know, eating gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, like everything free. Yeah. That's not my kind of idea of health. Yeah. Um, but it's... My idea of health is making sure that my mental health is in check, my physical health is in check, and my emotional health is all in check. Yeah. Um, so it is definitely my priority. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of practice that by making sure, like I have a PT that I see and I've probably been seeing her for about a year. Um, so I'm like, you know what, you can take care of that kind of aspect I've got. And she takes care of my diet and stuff too because she's great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I obviously know how to eat well yeah um, <laughs> you'd hope so yeah i know you know so. <laughs> it's doing, that's my job yeah um but so it is definitely a priority for me yep. so 
I, whenever I kind of see something, you kind of come up on my body. I'm like, oh, what's this? What's going on? Like, yeah. so it's definitely something that I'm always kind of dissecting and trying to understand further what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely on the priority list. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to hear. And what would you say your non-negotiables are? It sounds like exercise is one of those and maybe even eating well. Yeah. Definitely yeah, eating well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so... Yeah, exercise is very, very important to me, but I also um, am very mindful of it when I'm not feeling the best, mm-hmm. and that's because health is my priority. Yeah. Like, general overall health is my priority. Yeah. So, let's say a couple of weeks ago, I had – I think I kind of did something to my back or to my neck, and I had this, like, really bad headache that just would not budge. So, I didn't train for those couple of days that I had the headache. Saw an osteo, fixed it, cool, done. Yeah. Because um, I was like, right, for those three days, my – Exercise was not my priority. Yeah, you um, needed to My rest. health was my priority. Yeah. Um, and then once my headache went, my period decided to come. So then I was in lots of pain and I don't usually get a lot of pain at all, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of pain. So I was like, okay, well, now I actually feel like not even moving off this couch. Yeah. So for that week, I was like, I didn't, I don't think I trained at all, but then usually I train five days a week. Yeah. You were um, listening to your body. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly right. So Generally, my non-negotiables first would be diet. Yeah. And in saying that as well, um, that's being very flexible. Like I love Jimmy Grant's chips. Like, oh, um, so good. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's so important to touch on too because often people, when they hear we're nutritionists, they're like – they feel like we're judging them straight away and it's like, oh, like I just ate – chips or I just ate like whatever they ate like a chocolate or something they love yeah it's like we don't judge we eat that too oftentimes yeah, that's like, exactly right yeah it's yeah. all fine as part of a balanced diet like and that comes back down to yeah. looking at health as the priority because yeah. what would be healthier or unhealthier me sitting there depriving myself of mm. chips because I feel like I shouldn't have them yeah. or me just eating the chips and not probably having them for a couple of weeks because I'm like, exactly. oh, I have my chips, I'm done. Yeah, and um, the guilt and negativity associated with it if you're sitting there being like, oh, I shouldn't be eating these, that's so much worse for you than the chips are themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, so they're, they're kind of like my non-negotiables and also yeah. I guess even kind of looking at health as well. Um, health obviously is your mental health as well and like – even this week, I was just saying to my housemate, I was like, I've just been so caught up in my head with work and like with starting my online business and stuff like that, that I'm like, I just need to go and have a drink and have a dance. And I'm like, and that's health because yeah. I'm not going to feel great. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel, I, feel, I feel great anyway, but I'm like, I need to, you know, you need to blow off some steam. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's important where you can just be real with yourself and be like, cool, that's probably yeah. something I do once a month. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, they're my non-negotiables. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. And do you have any parting words of advice for the listeners? Um, oh, I think probably the most important thing is to, I guess, kind of summary of everything I've kind of been saying mm-hmm. is to just really just stay focused on what you want to do, stay in your lane, yeah. um, have that end goal in mind of what you actually want to do and how you want to get there. Don't worry about the timeline of when it's going to happen because it will happen when it's supposed to happen. Yeah, I don't know the amount of times I've gone to apply for my master's and have just put it off year on year on year. Yeah. Um, and like I think timing is just important for everything. So I think that's yeah. probably the most important thing yeah. for them to know. 
Yeah. Yeah. And just keep listening to these podcasts because you're going (laughs) to learn a lot. Thank you. And I feel like already just from all of the great insight you've provided, there's been amazing advice and things for everyone to take away from today's episode. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in and being my first podcast guest. Yeah. No worries. It's been such a pleasure. Yes. It's been so fun. Obviously, you know, I love to chat. Yeah. (laughs) You have those people skills. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll definitely be back on the podcast in the future. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure there's definitely a lot more collaboration we could do. Oh, and that's another thing of advice, collaboration. Yes. So important. Like there's so much you can learn from so many people. And um, I I was actually listening to a podcast recently um, and they were discussing about how you don't need to know everything, but mm-hmm. you need to know people who will know the things that you need to know, Yeah, if that makes sense. So say, for example, I have you who's great with business and great with websites. So if I need to know something about websites, I'm like, yep, cool, Shana. I can go to Shana. I can get my answer that I need in five minutes. Yeah. If I have a network of people who are someone that's really great in reproductive hormones, when I need some help with that, I'll be like, right, cool. I know who to go to because they're going to have the answers that I need. Yeah. So I think that's another really important advice for listeners is that you don't need to know everything. Yeah. But you should probably know people who will have the answers you're looking for or where you can get them from. Yeah. And be okay with asking them because yeah. it's not a sign of weakness that you don't know everything because they're 100% going to need something from you at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't have to do this alone. Like we yeah. can achieve so much more when we all work together. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Well, I will link in the show notes where the listeners can find you, your Instagram handles and website and everything. Yes. Um, so that will all be in the show notes. So check that out if you want to learn more from Jacinta. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much for today. It's been amazing. And, yeah, thank you. No, no worries. <laughs> Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.